welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, welcome to another episode. Super excited, as always, bring you another really great uh, discussion, theory, chop back and forth, throw it around, and figure out what's best for you. We don't believe that detailing has a guidebook, has a handbook. You cannot read a book and learn how to run a detailing business. You've got to get out there, get your hands dirty, make a lot of mistakes, and just keep going after it. We wish you all the best in your detailing journey. And if there's anything that we can do here at the podcast to help you, then please, please let us know. If not, hey, thanks for listening. Leave us a review and uh, make it a great day. ...of helping young detailers. Nick, it is, uh, let's see, 629, so June 29th. Uh, how's the week been? You're closing down June. What's, uh, what's it looking like from Vegas? Well, we call this closeout every end of the month. You know, we, uh, we call it closeout and we got big days planned. We try to really push hard, uh, you know, the last week of every month, you know, kind of get the guys fired up, but you know, everybody makes a little more money and, and, you know, it's a nice, it's just nice to break up the monotony, kind of pushing harder at the end of the month. Uh, trying to go back over leads from the month, you know, maybe some people that didn't, you know, book or or whatever. So we push real hard at the end of the month. And I tell you what, it looks like, knock on wood, we're about to have a record month. Sweet, man. Congratulations. That's yeah. that's really cool to happen, right? Coming out of yeah. Vegas. So good for you. Uh, what's it looking like in Vegas? Uh, what's <laughs> what, what's uh, what's uh, happening there? Uh, I brought uh, I brought a mask in case I needed to wear it. Yeah. You know, in honor of everything. Yeah, it's <clears throat> look, you know, Vegas is obviously pretty progressive on these things because we have the casinos. You know, I said that during the whole pandemic that our state, especially our city of Vegas, is going to be a lot different than most other cities because we have people flying in and we have, you know, international flights and there's, there's all these things that Vegas deals with that not many cities in the United States deal with. And so as of, I believe, Thursday of or Wednesday night of last week, uh, you know, we were basically told masks indoors. So if you're anywhere indoors, you're wearing a mask. And uh, it's made for a lot of really funny arguments that you get to watch people have. Oh, like uh, somebody coming into the store and not wanting to wear a mask. So, exactly. So that would be me. I'm I'm almost borderline protesting going back to my UPS store because they told me next time I go in, I have to wear a mask. So you've got people. Now, I didn't have a confrontation. I didn't have any of that. You've yeah. got people in Vegas that are having confrontations about having to wear a mask. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, when you're in business for yourself, you know a lot of other business owners and they, they do a variety of different things. You know, some own restaurants that I know, some own, you know, uh, gaming establishments, some own, you know, maybe manage or, or an area manager for Starbucks. 
and the incidents they're having because you're not actually legally allowed to serve people if they don't have a mask. So um, there's fines involved. You don't know if a government official is secretly shopping your business. I mean, anything's possible. I don't know how much I believe that's happening, but you know, as a business owner, if you have a thousand dollar fine, you know, if you have a thousand dollar fine coming down the, the, the tube because you didn't enforce the mask law, it seems like a lot of money for a small business guy or gal. So it's just a change, you know, uh, again, I'm not all for all of this, but uh, I'm going to put a mask on not to put businesses in bad positions because, you know, I want businesses to stick around. And like, it seems some people in the world uh, that want businesses to fail for whatever reason, I, I want small businesses to succeed. So I'm going to follow the rules that help them succeed. So I, I, my cousin was uh, recently in town who is a traveling nurse and she's gone up and traveled up all the way up and, and, and met and dealt with a lot of the problems up with COVID. Yeah. I mean, according to her, I mean, the hospitals, she coded more people uh, in the first day than she had done over the decades of being a nurse. Like if it hits you, it hits you hard. And so I, you know, I get some of that part. But, you know, we had that open discussion with her about, you know, what exactly is this mask doing? A, is it doing anything other than right. helping ease some people's minds? Um, but is it actually doing anything to help prevent uh, the spread or anything? And, and if it's not uh, that N95 and if it's not, because some people are even just using like T-shirts that basically stuff that looks like a T-shirt. Well, yeah what what actually is it filtering out from somebody and what actually is it filtering in which makes it for a really good uh discussion and in these videos is how do we as detailers understand uh why a mask is here how how do you how do we have masks in our own theories in our own industry and what exactly is going in and what is actually going out as far as information? Because it's really been interesting to know from people, why are they wearing a mask or why are they making a decision that they're making from the information that they're getting about COVID, right? We just had right. a, a local shop, uh, not detail by any means, but a local, uh, it's just a restaurant, but it's like a sandwich restaurant and they had a first case and so they closed the restaurant because they had a case and we've had other people that have had other restaurants and other types of situations maybe a different type of a uh, uh, business but because there's a a case or because of a, there's a concern they're changing their entire business by closing it down you know yeah. how do we ever get the information of what is this doing what's a What's a sanitizer doing? What's a, is how should I operate, right? So many different things going on in, in, in the country of trying to understand information. Then we gotta even go as detailers to go, wait, not only do I have to understand and gather all that information, but while I'm online, I'm probably, or on social, I'm probably gathering other information, maybe information about my business, in a sense of what I should do as a detailer. So not only right. do I have to learn how to play safe with COVID, I've also got to still be figuring out a businessman, and especially if I'm a young business owner, using the type of technology that many of them are, YouTube, 
social media, uh, you know, any of those that we could go down that I use and a lot of us use, how do we then even vet with a filter of, of what's coming in or, or what's going out? Because a mask, sometimes depending on which one it is, find out hurt, sometimes we'll, we'll filter only protecting the person breathing. Some only protect the persons that are being breathed on, right? So yeah. in a sense, if I'm in a group and we were at this restaurant and a lady walked up with half, you know, half put on mask, you know, some of them are like this. A lot of times you go in and they're doing it like this. You know, you, yeah. you got these random stuff that they're putting on. What's it really working? How is it doing? We're having to know that from a detail aspect as well as then vetting information on, on detailing. So for you real quick in your business, and especially now that I guess the more mandates, have you guys are, you know, you doing anything different for, for mask or PPP or anything? No, we're, we are outdoors. You know, we're lucky. If I had a shop, I might have a different opinion because like I said, I'm not trying to pay thousands of dollars in fines. And there is, you know, some weird language, you know, that's the other thing about all of this. It's like what we talked about the loans, when we talked about, you know, all those government programs that came out, man, the wording is really convoluted. And so for us, we are lucky to be mobile, lucky to be outdoors, because it seems like that's where guys and gals are safest is outdoors is what they keep thinking. Uh, you know, and, and again, what we're changing is just being more cognizant of what customer we're dealing with. We have some customers that are completely defiant about COVID have been the entire time. We have other ones that are so incredibly cautious that we have to operate in a cautious manner around them. Uh, so as a business owner, once you get big enough and you deal with enough customers like we are fortunate enough to do, really the thing we've changed is understanding our customer more. You know, who's in the freaked out mode, who's pretty chill and, and doing things the same way, who fits in the, in the middle, and trying to do our best to accommodate. We can't as a business, and this is where a lot of young detailers probably need to hear this. At some point, your business can't handle all these rules. You can't make money, okay? Now, when you're a one-person shop or whatever, that's a whole different story. But what we're trying to do is, is talk to the young detailers that eventually want to have a bigger company. And what you're going to find out is you're going to get to a certain size. And if things, if you just have rule after rule after rule after rule, that costs you money after money after money after money after time, you can't make money. Okay, so we are trying to find the balance of making everybody comfortable. And we're doing that by understanding that customer. How are they seeing COVID? We've done more communication in the last four months than we did in the previous five years. You know, our customers specifically hire us to have no contact, autopilot type of service. And so we've really had to modify that to make sure every month we're touching base and see if something's changed with that, that person, that family, whoever. Uh, and, and that's what's changed for us because we really, we're, we're really prideful about set it and forget it. Hire us, let us run your car life. That's how we've gained some, so many customers. We've had to really be in more communication. So that's been a huge adjustment for us. That'll go away 
a huge segment of our of our customers after we talk to them they're like hey nick you're on it we're good we'll let you know if we need you but i still have a small percentage we're having to deal with you know their nervousness and that that's okay uh, these aren't negative things i know a lot of people take things that get said as like criticism it's not criticism this is just how things have changed for us where some consumers are just extremely cautious and so you know look there are some customers of ours that we just said well, you know what why don't we just stay away you know let's let this pass you know maybe they have an immune compromised family member in the house they you know whatever uh you just want to be sensitive to that and again uh you know for those of you watching this that want to have a bigger company you know, just realize you get to a certain point, you, you can't just follow every single rule and every single idea down a rabbit hole, you'll be broke, you won't have a business. So you got to stand kind of firm on your processes and systems. And, and, and hopefully you've built them right over the years or correctly over the years, but you don't really have to change them wildly at, at any time, even during pandemic. Well, and you know, I mean, at least I think one thing that's been great is I think most people are probably a little cleaner right now sure no doubt that's not even you know that's not even questionable i mean we had customers that were always you know rolling around a little dirtier you know than other customers and they're a little cleaner and maybe they've upped their service and yeah i mean you have a segment of the population if they have the means they're absolutely upping the clean factor in their life from home to i would say in general people more people, you know, there's more sanitizer stations out when you go to places. More people are washing their hands probably more. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're still getting calls on some pretty dirty cars. So, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, I think this is something that's going to be, you know, people always think things are going to have a lasting impact. I, I think once this passes, whenever that happens to be, people are going to go back to being whoever they were. Uh, as as long as the fear is there. That's where I did, I would say maybe for that part of their life, right? The, the part of their car that you're seeing. But what I'm talking about is like, when I go out to a restaurant now, it's different. Like tables are different. Literally there's places for you to clean more. Like I think there is parts of business that have had to be changed and will always have to be different over the next little bit. It would be interesting to see if it magically goes back, but you know, there's already the talk of, well, we're going to have to start getting more testings now or, or reclosure or, you know, Oh, well, what's going to happen this fall when, when the flu comes back out, right? There's, there's all these. So will it forever be changed? We don't know, but there's definitely been, and even, even like you said, following all the rules, what a good thing, a lesson for people to learn is how do you follow, right? How do you pick and choose which to follow and what to do? And what Nick said was he talks to his customers. He learns from his customers. For some people, he's going to do this. For some people, he's going to do that, right? Yeah. So he got his information from his customers. A lot of other businesses are getting information from, well, whether it's a site or whether it's so-and-so saying this or whether so-and-so saying that, they're gathering information and making decisions. Like I said, we have a dealership that closed down for a week here locally and then reopened because they... <sighs> They quote unquote said we didn't know that we were essential. So wherever they got their information, uh, we're not sure. Um, there's so much wild information out there, and we want to talk about the other side. We want to say, 
you know, when we're thinking of a mask or thinking about gathering information or what does it do in detailing then what does it do and how do we go through as detailers and, and vet information. And it could even be that we're watching videos from other detailers or other people that are putting out content about, you know, stuff that they use or products that they use, which, you know, you've talked about, you consider that just all clickbait, um, you know, how, what does a young detailer do to vet that information themselves and understanding, well, you know, who does what and who does this? And, and as we move into the conversation, we want to basically pre-treat it and go, hey, listen, we're just having a discussion here, right? I think you had some, some people and we've had people reach out, you know, hey, da, da, da. Once again, we just, hey, we're having a discussion, all right? Yep. And happy to have other people that want to have another view of the discussion come on and have that discussion also. And we also want to say, listen, we're not in it to tear others down. This is literally just a discussion and observations of what we're seeing. By no means do we want to take somebody else's business away run their business and say, hey, you're doing it wrong. We're literally just having observations of what we see in the industry. And a big problem that we're seeing is detailers watching videos and just considering it to be the Bible in a sense. And, oh, okay, well, I should do that for my business. Well, I should wear a mask. How do you know which mask to actually do? How much mask will work? And but somebody say, hey, well, they just put the shirt over and did it that way. Yeah. No, that's not good enough. So yeah. how do you find out what information as a detailer to, to process? Well, you, you should always have healthy skepticism. You know, one of, one of the things that, uh, you know, we have a problem with in our industry is anytime there's any criticism, anytime that we are in a situation that, uh, you know, we disagree with one another. People just think, well, you're hating on that person or you're trying to, you know, you're, you're, you're being disrespectful. Do. There's a lot of people that do just hate on other people. I, I guess, but I, I think there's also a reality of we need to have some healthy skepticism. You know, people shouldn't watch our videos and take everything we say as though it's going to fit their business. Uh, it isn't. And detailers need to think about entertainment sites like YouTube differently than the DIYer, okay? So if, if your neighbor is watching a detailer's channel, that is going to hit differently than you, the professional detailer. The problem is, is that young detailers breaking into the industry are starting like a DIYer, so they're watching every video thinking, man, this, this person has terrific content, and I'm gonna follow everything they say, and, but wait a minute, they're not actually telling you the business, they're trying to sell products to the DIY. <clears throat> so what happens is, we get to a place where young detailers don't know who to listen to. So how do we vet it? Well, if you go into everything you watch and you say, 90% of what I watch is not gonna to pertain to me. It just isn't. Most of the information you and I see on a daily basis on our Instagram feed or on YouTube or on TV, just doesn't pertain to our life or our business. It, it just doesn't. You know, it, it, it's just general information that's being given out to fill some hours in the day with entertainment. That's all that it is, and that's okay. But we have so many young detailers that reach out to us, and they're always sending a link to something. Check this out. I appreciate it. But I always go back to the same thing. 
have any of these people ever sent you a link, Marty, when you're like, wow, this is going to change my business? No, it doesn't happen that way. You might see something in that video, one little tiny thing and say, hey, you know how that guy shot that camera angle of that car? That's how I'm going to shoot my video. You might take one tiny little thing from every 10 videos you watch. <clears throat> Young detailers are taking everything and they're sending it to us. And they're, they, like you said, they're treating it like a Bible. Well, a lot of it is what we've been saying the last few weeks. They don't understand the game. They don't understand that these things are entertainment or they're, or they're self-serving for that person's business and the things they're trying to drive to their business, you know, online. Uh, or the customer they're trying to go after that maybe won't be the customer you're going after. There's a variety of things that make information useless to us all. There's a lot of information that just doesn't pertain to you, the, the young detailer. Uh, and so you need to throw it out and just say, hey, this isn't this, you know, it's really great what this person says. I disagree with it. And you need to move on with your life. You don't need to sit there in the comments section. You don't need to get mad about it. You don't need to waste your time, you know, getting worked up about it. You just need to fish through it, right? You just need to get through it, wade through it and say, ah, that's for me. Hey, this guy said something or look at how this guy films his videos or look at how he's taking his pictures or whatever it is. You can take something small from people, but we find that, Marty, I think you would agree with this. Too many people think they're gonna go to one page and that page or that trainer or that YouTube channel is gonna solve a lot of their issues because that person is magically reputable because they have a YouTube channel which as we know, you just need an email address to have a YouTube channel. And I think people need to hear that, by the way. It's not a bad thing. If you have an email address, you can start a YouTube channel. Very, very low entry into getting a YouTube channel. So I think that's how you have to start the vetting process is understanding the platform that you're watching. And YouTube, as soon as you have an email, uh, you can have a YouTube channel. So I don't think for a second, that it's it's much more difficult than that well there's a lot of good information on youtube but so when sure. people are dissecting videos um and you know i myself don't watch youtube videos except purely for entertainment so when i go onto youtube it's mostly to watch videos that i'm i'm trying to entertain myself right there you go. it could be from a bunch of different stuff so there are people that watch videos and YouTube videos purely for the entertainment. Uh, it, it, is, it is interesting when detailers go and watch other detailers' YouTube videos for, you know, for beyond entertainment, for actual information. information. Um, and in, and when, when I think that, that information is given out, it's usually a process, right? A how to do this or, you know, if you're running into this type of situation, here's how you, here's how you get around it. And right. that, I mean, those are good, good things to learn, but as a, as a business owner yourself, you know, when you've, when you've had the need to get information on how to solve problems, you know, I, I think we've addressed it. You know, you're going to pick up the phone, you're going to call somebody or you're going to find different ways, but yeah. When I think of why a detailer would watch another detailer tell them how to detail, um, I think I think that they understand that they need to solve a problem like cleaning wheels better. How do I clean wheels better? Okay, right. 
they're going to watch a video to figure it out. And they're going to then try that product. Is there a better way of vetting that information or is there a better way of solving how to clean tires and wheels better than watching another company tell you yeah. how to clean a tire and a wheel better? Well, so I think this is an interesting conversation. So it, here, here's where we, where we come out on it. Um, you can learn a lot of things on YouTube and, and it, you know, we should say that we all know that, you know, that I know that, you know, you can go learn how to be a better chef at your home. You can you know, learn how to barbecue. You can learn how to sharpen a knife. I mean, there's a lot of valuable information. We don't want to say that there's no valuable information. What we want to say is, that if you go in with the health, healthy skepticism from the get-go, that, hey, this is probably not going to be super useful for my business, and work backwards, then you're fine. Because you're going to be seeing it through a different lens than just this person is an all-knowing figure because they have a YouTube channel. So how I've always done it is, and I'm not above watching a YouTube video to get some help. We all have done that. Uh, but I would call... You know, if, if I was struggling to clean wheels, as you brought up, and I'm like, you know, this chemical I'm using isn't working that great. There's a thousand chemical companies. Why don't you call up the chemical companies and ask questions about what you should be looking for in a wheel cleaner? What sets theirs apart? What is theirs made out of? Become a more educated consumer in your industry. What I see YouTube as for most young guys is it's easy. It's easy for somebody to just put something on the screen. I'm going to sit here like this, have a drink, watch it, click the link that sends me to what product they're using so I can try it. I can do that a thousand times over with minimal to no effort. Yeah, and then but, it works, and then they get yeah. the next one, and then they get the next one, which yeah. happens, and, right? Which is, is okay. good. Like, yeah, but plenty of people have started know. their businesses and are doing well now because they've yeah. done that. Yeah. But as you advance, and what we're trying to do is get guys to advance their career, is you're going to have to start making connections in your career. So you need to start picking up the phone, so to speak, in 2020 or sending an email or whatever, and become more educated on that wheel cleaner. Become more educated on the, on the type of surfaces that OEMs are putting, uh, type of coatings they're putting on their wheels these days. What you can do to not mar the finish on, on really sensitive wheels. That stuff's not going to be learned through YouTube. It just isn't. That becomes, if you want to take your business from level one to level 10, you're going to have to start talking to some other people in the industry that have put years into, you know, what OEM coatings do Ferrari, Mercedes, uh, you know, Lexus, all these different type of wheels that come on cars. And what are these OEMs uh, think you should do to clean them and what you should do to protect them? And, so what happens is you start to get this network of people that can help you when you need it. And so what happens is the YouTube thing really just makes it too easy on guys to hit a button and say, oh, now I know how to clean wheels because I use this wheel cleaner and I like it. Great. Well, how do I advance beyond that? How I've advanced beyond that, I've gotten a lot of work from OEMs. If, they, if they're going to do a, a press launch in Las Vegas, and I have a relationship because I picked up the phone to learn how to clean wheels 10 years ago, you can get work from stuff like that. It's this network that you build by trying to educate yourself that then starts to feed your business in multitude of ways. We want to get young guys to understand 
if you're going to vet online information, great. But how do you advance beyond that as well? Too many people think everything in the world is done on the internet. A lot is done on the internet, man. We get it. You get it. I get it. But there's still a lot to be learned from a human being that's dedicated their life to fixing leather seats, right? Me talking to a guy that's 40 years into leather and vinyl repair is going to help me with leather care way more than watching a YouTube video of a 26-year-old guy that's been cleaning leather for five minutes. That's just the reality. But I'm never going to talk to that guy that's a 40-year industry expert on leather if I don't go pick up the phone, go to a trade show, uh, go to a car show and talk to people. I mean, that's exactly how I got educated on leather. I knew very little about leather until I came across one guy who's basically been the president of the Leather and Vinyl Association in his career. And within days, knew more about leather than I had the previous 10 years of my career. But and not so, everybody has that availability. And so we just hop on YouTube to get the answers that we need. Yeah, but they're, they're not always there. I mean, that's, well, that's, what, that's the simple answer. They're not always there. they're getting it, they might also come across information that isn't exactly valid for their business or it could be even false, right? We, yeah. We've been sent different info videos. You've been sent, you know, and there's one particular that I think we wanted to address where they specifically give some, well, some actual information from their opinion that that's the way they choose to operate their business, which is, you know, hey, if you're gonna do just entry level, we, we need to stay down with the wax, or you need to get this massive big package, right? So they yeah. put their, their paint protection into two categories, super entry level with a wax, or mega big at a $2,500 coating. And so in this video that they released, that's what they say. If you're, yeah. if you're going to keep your video, was it keep your car for three years? Yeah. Don't so, get a ceramic yes. coating. Like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, they had an opinion. So let, let's, let's set this up. They released a YouTube video. The title was all about ceramic coating. What you need to know about ceramic coating. Very reputable company. Actually, a great topic, by the way. Uh, you and I would love to, to be on a video for 10, 15 minutes just discussing what's gone wrong wrong and right in the ceramic coating world okay great terrific topic the problem is within about 70 seconds of the video starting the comment is made that you the consumer should not get a ceramic coating on your car if you're not going to keep your car for three years or longer yeah. that's the exact quote that's not that's not opinion that's exactly what was said and well, that's, that's okay that yeah, but that's not our opinion. That's the exact that's quote on the video. Yeah. Um, that's not right for you, the young detailer, because we have these great segments of products that are extremely valuable to consumers and extremely valuable to your business. We call them entry-level coatings, right? You have coatings with SiO2 of 15 to 25% in the bottle. They last anywhere from six months to a year. They give incredible gloss. They're very, very quick to apply, which makes them very profitable for you, the young detailer, for you, the detail company, even if you're an old detailer, uh, old detail company, they're extremely valuable. You have these other coatings that, that are 12 months to 18 months, uh, you know, lasting. They give incredible gloss, incredible protection. 
We're not even to the three-year mark. False information was given out. You know, I mean, it was yeah. bad information. So, yeah, and so young detailers, and, and by the time we talked about this video right now on the 29th, we're looking at 40 or 50,000 views on the video. And actually some detailers in the beginning of their career made comments under the video. Awesome information. I'm just starting my business. What a great video. Thanks for the information. Well, it's, it's not correct information. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's an opinion of somebody that has every right to make the opinion. They're running their business the way they see fit. But folks, anybody that's been in this industry for five, the last five years will tell you those one-year ceramics are a great value for customers. Well, could you imagine starting your business and only selling a wax or a $2,500 coating? How hard would that be if you're it's, entry level into business and those are your two options because you watch this video and that's the only thing you sold was a mega overpriced coating or a wax. Yeah. And you know, again, it's really difficult. Yeah. And it would put you behind the eight ball and with looming economic uncertainty could, could possibly put you on the unemployment line where you can't find work. And so here's where we call vetting extremely reputable channel, extremely reputable detailing company. Everything about them is on the up and up. But here is a piece of information that is one person's opinion making this video that could affect you negatively for years as you start your business. So when we say vetting information is important, this is why we say it. Because Marty just put it in terms of Okay, it's a $200 wax application, a decontamination wax application, or a $2,500 to $3,000 coating job. You have nothing else for the consumer. That, that's failure city right there. Yeah. Like, you're going to fail. There, there is no business surviving on only $2,500 coatings and growing massively in size. Now, our business does $2,500 coatings. I need to say this over and over again. We provide solutions that fit value for the client for what they're looking for. Now, does that mean we have 5,000 packages? No. When it comes to our coding system, we have three or four options. Okay. We have one option we think is the best for the customer. And let me tell you, it's not $2,500. I got plenty of customers that want $2,500 code, plenty of them. Okay. We deal with a ton of Ferrari owners for those watching this that don't know. We probably do as many Ferraris as anybody. I put my Ferrari, you know, experience on par with anybody in the United States. And we got a bunch of clients that want a $2,500 coding. But I got a bunch of Ferrari clients that want $500. Hey, just get it protected. I'm going to trade this in in a year. I'm going to trade this. I'm going to sell this at auction in two years. So this whole idea that I got to wait three, you know, oh, so if I'm not going to keep my car three years in a month, I can't put a ceramic on. Well, folks, even if you vetted that in your brain as an entry-level detailer, you don't believe that because we have so many cool ceramic products, by the way, legitimate ceramic products that disclose the amount of ceramic that are from reputable companies, not the spray-on stuff that we all think, you know, they don't ever, they don't ever disclose. Spray on and rinse off and they don't tell you how much SIO2 is in the bottle, but you know what I'm saying. Good, 
well-applicated light ceramics are perfectly viable for your business. And, and actually, most people will get away with building a very successful business off the back of that type of product. And so to just wipe it away as though it doesn't exist, as they did on this, on this video, that can be very damaging while you're starting your young detailing business. And so that's why we say it's important. It's not to say that somebody shouldn't have an opinion, but to basically take an entire segment of the, the market, which by the way is the hottest part of the market right now for coding companies, and act as if it doesn't exist, you should be scratching your head watching that video. And if you aren't scratching your head and you do think that's great information, you're, you're headed down a lonely path of probably not making much money. Yeah. It's, uh, it was crazy to, to see. I, I would definitely, um, <laughs> I would definitely say detailers, make sure you make sure to put your mask on when, uh, watching videos and consuming information, even if you're doing it out of entertainment, because what goes in and what comes out, you don't know if it's going to be the best thing for your business. So, just always listening to people and just doing what they say. I don't know, guys, just, uh, hey, be careful. I don't know if you're yeah. going to wear your mask or not, Nick, but uh, I don't know. We, uh, we are hearing here locally that we might have to start doing it more often, and we will all start doing it more often when we are watching videos. So, Nick, thank you so much for your time. It's great information yeah. to get out to detailers and uh, just uh, reiterate, you know, we're, we're doing this to help support the industry as a whole. We want to find things that are going on and have discussions about them. And we are happy to have discussions with as many people that want to also have discussions about those topics. So, you know, sure. anybody that is putting out information and wants to talk about it, happy to do so and happy to have some discussions. Nick, where do people find you on social if they want to reach out? Vegas.rides uh, on all platforms. Uh, I think there is a new platform that was number one on the on the app store. Uh, so we're on that. I'm, I'm not going to say that here because uh, you know. I, I think I found you on it and somebody asked, hey, is that uh, so we have a new girl that started working and I was going to tag you in some videos. <laughs> I found you on TikTok. Yeah. But so. you hadn't done anything and I was like, I'm I, not too many Vegas rides, so. Nice yeah. So, nice by the way, that's not that's not the one I'm talking about. I'll tell you. Oh, come on, there's, oh, come there, on! there's an even newer social media that's supposedly going to be the next one. It was number one on the App Store all weekend. So, uh, but Vegas rides, we try to lock that down everywhere. And uh, Nick at VegasRides.com. I know a lot of you guys like to send a little more lengthy email than a short DM. Feel free to reach out to us, man. Marty, we can't say thanks enough. And I think we need to say this a thousand times. We're saying these things as a discussion rather than a criticism. Everybody's allowed to have their own opinion, but we take it seriously that we're trying to help the young guys out here. So it's just a discussion. Cool, man. Thanks. And uh, you're going to tell us what that app is? No, it's, it, I, I don't know that it's for real yet. So I, I I'm going to wait till maybe. Wait <laughs> no. Oh, no, I'll let you know. All right, man. Have a great day. All right, fellas. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Wow. What a great episode. Detailers, are you loving these episodes or what?
Hey, you know what else you're going to love? You need to hop onto the community pub and have a beer with other detailers while we sit around and chop it up, right? This is a super relaxed, fun atmosphere, literally like you're hanging out at your house, drinking a beer with a bunch of other detailers. So if you like drinking beer, you like getting info and chatting around back and forth with other detailers across the country, hop onto the community pub every Wednesday at 7.30, 7.30 Central, that is. So go to Zoom. You can go to it on your mobile phone or on your laptop or desktop, right? Go to Zoom. Get into the meeting group ID 918-800-1188, Wednesday, 730 Central. Come have a beer with the community.